It is a beautiful Monday morning. That's not a good start, is it, George? No, no. Let's say it like this. Try and apply that theory to any other industry in the world. It's a scam. I was betting like 70, 80k. This is the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast, helping you beat the bookmakers. Good everyone and welcome to our FIFA World Cup 2022 daily live streams on the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast. Today we will be previewing tomorrow's group games which are Switzerland versus Cameroon, Uruguay versus South Korea, Portugal versus Ghana and finishing off the first round of group games with Brazil versus <laughs> Serbia. As always, guys, please make sure you send through any questions, comments, bets you like throughout the stream for tomorrow's games or maybe any little outright bets that you like, anything anything you like. Just, uh, yeah, feel free to comment throughout the stream. Hopefully the professor is back today. And, uh, but yeah, yes, we have, uh, unfortunately, George couldn't make it, so we've had a late replacement. And uh, And who else would you want? as a late replacement, other than pro sports better Neil Shah. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Maybe it's more a case of who else could you get? Who else would you want? <laughs> <laughs> Just short notice. <laughs> yeah, they said try find the guy with the best internet around, and I thought, yeah, let's get Neil Shah on. <laughs> and, uh, and we've also got the trusty <laughs> the trusty Paul from Fainting the Line. How are you, mate? Paul's got already. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Uh, I'm good, and my internet is uh, crisp. Yes, I can see, mate. It's as crisp as ever. You'll never let me down with that internet. Uh, evening to you, uh, evening Janelle, Janelle too. Uh, Janelle. Janelle. And um, we've got no, I'm not even going to say a name. It's quite a handful there, mouthful. Uh, we've got felt sorry for De Bruyne, starved of options all night. Yeah, I watched a little bit of the Belgium game. I mean, bloody hell. The... Uh, Canada, I think they racked up 2.83 in XG or something like that, and they didn't get a goal. So I feel sorry for Canada. Their their old mate at the front, Buchanan, let them down a few times. Um, I didn't watch the whole game, but, geez, they uh, they certainly missed some chances. But a uh, quick recap of our bets from yesterday, fellas. We had we had quite a good day. What did you think of the action today, Paul? Uh, I, I was uh, very pleased. Um, woke up a little bit late for me. And uh, we had two tackles already, so I was uh, happy about that. Um, and then at halftime, four, and everything just kind of kind of went well from there. Spanish, with all that possession, I mean, kind of just how we called it. We said it could either be 6-2 <coughs> or 6-0, or it could be, you know, 1-0, yeah. 2-0. But either way, the Spanish were going to rack the passes and possession. So appreciate you there in the chat, Journal, and uh, yeah, some good winners yesterday. Yep, and I'll, I'll try it this time. No Patea for Shannon. Um, no idea what that means, but it's. I think I feel like it's supposed to be funny. So good stuff, mate. He says immaculate read on the Spanish, the Spanish players, by the way. Yeah, so yeah, well I'm, done, well done to you, Paul and uh, Neil. I think you picked up a few winners yourself, mate. The uh, first one that comes to mind, the offsides bet was uh, was coming in, and I will say privately, Neil was sending me some nice passes bets too. So. Uh, Modric, Rudiger, um, mate, you're just you're helping me feed the family. So thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. Sorry, I can't share them all on, uh, on the pod, but I'll definitely. I, I, um, there's one I can potentially share today. So um, yeah, no, it was, it was a good day all round. Um, and absolutely, yeah, you know, with, with, with all stuff as well. He's a 
helped me feed my family too, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and Japan getting the win. I had a little nibble on Japan at seven. So very nice. Just uh, the family are eating well tonight, mate. The family are eating very well. Um, all right, fellas. Well, yeah, an interesting day's play today. Had some, uh, yeah, like a shock result, shockish result with Japan winning there, especially from behind. Uh, you know, Belgium taking a big step there in their group. But uh, we've got the final round of group games today. We'll kick things off with the game between Switzerland versus Cameroon. Switzerland at 1.75, the draw 3.61, Cameroon 5.48. Asian handicap at 0.75 and the over-under at 2.25. Switzerland, been in, you know, Pretty good form lately. They finished off the Nations League in great form, beating Portugal, Spain, and the Czech Republic. They're normally quite solid defensively. Uh, attack can be a little inconsistent, but I think they're pretty versatile with how they set up. They're not the old, you know, the old Switzerland we've been used to at times, where they're very defensively minded. So, you know, given they're playing someone like the, you know, Cameroon here, they will probably take up the initiative. Um, yeah, Cameroon, I've heard from many, they look to be the weakest African side. Their last win was back in June, a 1-0 win over Burundi. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, so, yeah, this looks like very much set up for a Switzerland. Uh, you could say a Switzerland win or just a, a, an affair dominated by Switzerland. Whether they can get the goals or not is up to them. But, um, yeah, how do you expect these teams to set up, Paul? Do you think... You think Switzerland will take the initiative and, and Cameroon's get back? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting you say that because I know Neil has an interesting, interesting angle on this game. And uh, it's interesting you say that about them dominating, but maybe not scoring because that could probably play into his angle a little bit. I mean, I don't know. I, I Just from like the way you're kind of describing the game, Alex, I might see it a little bit differently. I mean, I certainly don't trust the Cameroonians. Uh, I've watched a lot of African football in my day and uh, they can have their day and they've got some guys that can really like, you know, obviously a car score a lot of goals and, and geese is a Rolls Royce of a midfielder really. Um, but outside of that, I mean, you're relying on some, you know, you know, trepid defenders, I'd say. Um, so, I mean, I think the, I, th I think the Swiss probably, probably a good shout for maybe like a penalty goal or something in the, in the second half. Um, but, uh, I, I kind of tend to see this one. I broke it down a couple ways and I kind of actually see it similar to the Morocco Croatia game that we had today. So I'm going to, this is like, some of this is kind of coincidental, but I'm going to give you a couple reasons why it's kind of a similar recipe. So they're, they're both the first games of the group here. Okay. In a, in a group that by the odds, the second and third place is a little bit tighter. Um, and you got those second and third place teams basically vying for that second spot in the group. So, so it's a kind of tight group, I would say. And, uh, it's the first kickoff of, of the group, um, just like that Morocco Croatia game, early game. And, uh, that's why I took the draw in that game. And, uh, I, I kind of like this also here because the goal lines also set similar. It's set at 2.25 straddling two. Um, and the odds have been pretty static on both sides, not much movement in any of the odds. And uh, we're getting the draw at 2.73 at Pinnacle. So, so what I would do here is like just like yesterday, 
on my handicap bets, I'm always playing them less than my prop bets. I just, I don't specialize in the games, but I would play this for like, you know, I'd take a quarter unit and I'd play, you know, half of it on the the draw. And then I, at a two point or 3.63, and then I would play half of it on the first half draw at 2.12 at pinnacle because i do think i could see the swiss eventually breaking it open maybe getting a couple corners maybe in the first half some domination but maybe just not enough like uh you know uh attacking fluidity i'd say probably in the final third from the swiss uh but then maybe like as the game wears down in those cameroonian legs i mean they're not a deep team at all and uh, they they don't even have like really a great full 11 i'd say so they once you get into the bench or like once you get into the final 20 minutes, we're seeing more added time um, and things like that. So I could definitely see like a sub goal or an added time goal uh, for Switzerland or a second half goal or something. But um, I'm going to play the first half draw in the draw for like split a small stake between those two. Okay. Interesting, mate. One thing I am hearing about Cameroon is that their coach kind of isn't, isn't tactically the most astute so it'll be interesting to see how you know you got it you got a side versus switzerland who are you know pretty versatile in the way that they can play if like you know as the game goes on potentially uh yeah switzerland could change things up and cameroon might just stick to the same thing that you know they just won't be as versatile i guess if they uh like you said if it is a draw at halftime um, and uh, and Switzerland or Cameroon are both, you know, looking to find that goal. So, yeah, that's another interesting angle you could add to this one. What about you, Neil? I see you just posted up a bit in your channel. I was actually looking at that too, funny enough. I saw the line for corners was at minus two on Pinnacle, and I thought that might be a little bit too, you know, a little bit too small in terms of the minus for the Swiss. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's interesting because kind of just just kind of – eyeballing that um that line you know it, it looked interesting but then then kind of digging into it a bit further out of all the teams all 32 teams at the tournament the swiss uh, average the most corners i think is about 6.7 a game and cameroon i think are the eighth worst out of out of the out of the lot so um you know it's a, it's a fairly simple play i'm not sort of saying it's that sophisticated this is what you get with 30, uh, 30 minutes notice, Alex. But um, yeah, I, I think it's a strong play. I think they're going to, um, yeah. you know, clearly, clearly dominate possession. Um, they, you know, they, they, they have got, again, sort of pace in the wings. They've got the likes of Ambola, I think, will be, you know, will be playing. Um, so you can expect them to, um, to, you know, to, to really hit those numbers. So I, I, I quite like that. I think it's kind of fairly generous odds. You can take. Um, Again, sort of minus two a few of the, the UK books. I think the best I saw was Bet Victor. I think it's like two point three eight. I'm personally going to take the minus one and a half, uh, the Asian. Um, and again, you know, there's, there's a few books you can do that with the three six five, um, and that will be, I believe, it was one point nine um, that, that I posted up. So yeah, I'm quite happy with that. There's a few a few other plays in this game. I, I I like um, that you kind of you can kind of explore as well. Um, so I looked at, again the tackle expectancy in this game. Actually, Cameroon surprised me. I think sort of the average tackles they get in in, in each game is about um, eleven, uh, and I think the Swiss are about uh, fourteen. So um, there were a few books who used to. I was discussing this with Janelle, um, who did do most tackles. If you can find a line like that, I wasn't able to. 
Um, but even then, um, the 365 unders line is set at uh, 29 and a half, which I think you know could be quite interesting. Um, it's being played um, at, uh, sort of on the early kickoff, so temperatures won't be roasting hot. Not that they necessarily are during the afternoon now, as we've already discussed. Um, but, but that certainly could be an option as well. Um, and one more for this game as well. Um, I'm, I'm quite keen on in, in my group is uh, for Zappa to, to rack up passes. Um, mm. Again, I, I just see... Um, it depends kind of what, what formation, what kind of shape that Switzerland go with. They kind of sometimes have a four-two-three-one, sometimes a, you know four-one-two. But generally, kind of Zaka, where, wherever he's kind of deployed for the Swiss, um, you know, will be getting a lot of the ball. He's kind of an integral part of that team, um, and I think you know um, can be a bit of a sort of creative fulcrum again, kind of you know keeping that kind of metronome going. Um, he's here. I think 88 passes against you know, um, Italy away. Um, he hit kind of 52 passes against Spain, which, as we saw today with Costa Rica, you know that that's some feat, you know, to be getting 50 plus passes in a game against the Spanish. Um, so again, you look at the kind of relative strengths and the supremacies between the two teams, and I think and the way the game will probably play out. Um, yeah, again, if you can take any kind of passes lines on him um some of them have already been batted in before this podcast so apologies for that i think ladbrook's had 65 plus uh, and that was about that was uh 2.2.1 i believe uh, when i posted it with members uh it's gone down to 1.35 but there might be some value around on other books uh, if you shop around there should still be some at 365 um and yeah i, I would that would those would be my place for the game, I think 1.75, a little bit short for me, uh, just for the reasons that Paul's mentioned, you know, it could easily end up a draw. I mean, uh, you look at these kind of games and you look at kind of profile like we've mentioned, and again, it kind of looks like it could scream another nil-nil potentially. Um, so those would be my place. And I think it's kind of important to kind of discuss. So obviously, myself and Paul, we, we do sort of tend to focus more on a kind of more aggressive about staking on, on prop slides because um, it's, I think, in some ways easier to uh, define an edge on them and also to kind of um, look at factors that the bookies are missing. I think, you know, obviously, on the money lines and the handicaps, you know, there's so much money shaping those markets. Big players, you know, who are taking positions on them, we don't really care about the props necessarily. They're not able to get kind of huge stakes down. So, um, you know, for, for the likes of us, that's great. Um, and again, you know, with a bit of knowledge and foresight of the tactics and the setups, you can really um, take advantage of that. So, yeah, to me, that the the passes line stands out. Uh, tackles as well, um, and and the corners. So those would be my three ways into this game. Yeah, no, good shout, mate, and and, and a good example of the shaka bet too with. You know, bookies not really taking into account, I guess, or at least heavily, maybe weighing a bit too much on their club, how they play for their club compared to their country. Because Shaka like basically paid, plays as a an attacking midfielder for Arsenal nowadays. He's so high up the pitch and attacking in the box, whereas for Switzerland, he's going to sit back a lot more and rack up passes. So, I think, uh, yeah, there's. At least two great angles there, mate, with your your corners and Shaka passes. I think um, that uh, yeah, that's certainly a good angle for this one, mate. So we'll lock those in for you guys. Um, but yeah, you would expect Switzerland to. I think it's an interesting angle from you, Paul, in terms of the draw, because although you know the draw is 
obviously a, a good chance of happening. Like on the other hand, you've got they're gonna they are in a bit of a battle with Serbia to get out of this group. So you would expect if they can get three points from this one, and Serbia lose to Brazil, which in you know will most likely happen, then it could go. I mean, it's a, it's a huge huge step up for them in terms of getting out of this group. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Switzerland approach the game. Uruguay versus South Korea. Uruguay have been backed in a little bit over the last 24 hours, 1.71 there. The draw, 3.69. South Korea at 5.95. Asian handicap at 0.75. And the over-under at 2.25. Uruguay full of goals, great in midfield. Good up front, coming up against the South Korean side who do seem to ship goals, especially against stronger opposition. <clears throat> I look back at some of their fixtures this year and uh, their games against Brazil, Paraguay and Japan. If you combine those all together, they conceded 10 goals. Um, but they have been able to put away weaker teams, but obviously Uruguay are not a weaker team. So, um, yeah, it seems like people are fancying, fancying uh, Uruguay in this one, which is, you know, seen in the market. What about you, Neil? You like the Uru- Uruguayans, if that's even a word? Uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I have seen quite a few people kind of just tipping up Uruguay with a straight bet. Um, it's interesting you've got 1.71 and they haven't actually followed the prices. I did see there were 1.8 on, on the exchange. Um, a few hours ago, so I don't know if money has already kind of been coming in. Um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't put anyone off um, a straight bet on them. But again, as we're seeing in this tournament, um, you know, there, there are some teams, again, with that kind of physical fitness level, who can kind of grind away um, and, you know, keep it competitive. That kind of cautiousness in the first game, you know, it's more a case of, you know, not losing and um you know costing yourself you know big i think um you know one of the friends of the podcast mark O'Hare, posted up a stat that um something like 75 percent of teams who lose the first game don't actually qualify for the for, for the knockout rounds um so then, you know, that, that, that does kind of play into it there um yeah and another one for this these aren't normally my specialty but maybe it's in the absence of george because i know he likes a corners bet i'm going for another corners bet in this one um, again, kind of based on the fact that um, generally both of them tend to have quite low corner counts. Um, you know, Uruguay, one of the lowest, and, and, and uh, Korea too. Um, so I'm actually going for under eight and a half corners in the game. Um, I think as we were discussing before with, with, with Paul, you know, neither team necessarily, their strong points are, you know, uh, pace on the wings or kind of, you know, stretching the play there. Um, kind of compact in the centre um, and then you know there was obviously kind of question marks let's see I'll be really interested to see how Son performs um, I'm not going to be too upset if you know South Korea get battered in the first two games and he gets rested <laughs> in the third one fresh for Spurs um, so, so so we'll have to see if I was to take Uruguay I'd want to you know again I'd expect maybe you know Korea to keep this tight maybe kind of going in nil-nil at half-time and then Uruguay to kind of steam in second half. Um, if you wanted to play a props angle, you know, lots of people have been kind of tipping up uh, Nunez um, you know, as, uh, you know, as, as a potential outsider for top, uh, top for golden boot. Um, yeah. So again, you could perhaps look at him for, for an anytime goal. Um, 
I, I think um, Uruguay will, will go with him and, and, and Suarez. I think Cavani will miss out, as far as I'm aware. Um, but we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, that, that would be my angle in corners um, and, and just kind of monitoring in play to see. Um, there's quite a few of these games, really, that you can kind of look at and think, this could end up a nil-nil as well. I mean, um, you might, you know, just kind of blindly backing a few of these just for the nil-nils uh, from what we've seen already. Um, you know, for, for a bit of fun, I wouldn't put you off that either. Yeah, it, it's it's an interesting game, isn't it? Because you you know Uruguay have got goals in them, and you just yeah you, you don't know how they're going to go against a team that could potentially just sit back the whole game. Um, so yeah, any any thoughts on this, Paul? Um, yeah. So I don't have a ton to add here. So it's probably great that uh, Neil put out some fantastic bets for these first two games uh i mean just kind of looking at the odds here we've got your they opened 1.9 and uh that's in a quarter goals worth of money down now to three quarters of a goal for your starting on the handicap like you said there alex uh basically the reports came out today that sun's back in training i think uh i think they're gonna try to give him a go i don't know, necessarily know how that'll go. I've seen I've seen some people going like under his tackles and things like that. I just tend to be careful with that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Darwin can really create a lot of them uh, down that wing. So even the attackers, I know some people are uh, putting some unders up there. But I I I, I tend to be careful. Uh, just depends what odds you're at, I guess. But I would tend to be careful in those ranges. Uh, totals at uh, two point. Two five over two straddled again here. We're seeing a lot of that this World Cup. Uh, you know, I mean, that goes to Neil's point that the we've seen a lot. You know, a few zero zeros when the big supremacies like for Spain or England haven't come through against you know a minnow. And then we're seeing you know these you know tight games, uh, especially the first ones in the group and things like that. So, I mean, yeah, another two two to two point two five goal line. So. You know, market's not necessarily expecting Uruguay to crack it open, but yeah, I, I'm. I just don't have a strong bet here. I'd say uh, I'm going to save my bullets for the other two games, and uh, I would back Neil's plays if I were you guys. Yeah, yeah no, it'll be. Uh, you would expect. I mean, Uruguay are probably going to score a goal. You just and they've tended like if you look at some of their recent matches, a lot of their wins are uh, they're winning to nil. Uh, so it seems like if they can get that first goal, then there's a good chance that, you know, they'll be able to hold on to it. And South Korea, you know, not too strong defensively. I can understand why people are, yeah, really fancying the, you know, uh, Uruguay at 1.7 or whatever, 1.8. So, yeah, maybe there's a maybe there is a play there for Uruguay if the odds do bounce back a little bit. But, yeah, kind of a hard one to, to get a read on for the fellas here. So we'll move on. Oh, just Portugal, before we move, just quickly, yes, man. Just on that on that point, yeah, because I was just looking as you said that. So Uruguay went to nil on two point five five. Doesn't seem about us. Uh, um, yeah, so that's an angle you're looking into. Yeah, <laughs> but I I saw both to score no at like one point seven, and then the game odds are at one point seven. I'm not getting. I don't know what you're uh, getting combined on those, but that might be a good shout. Like if Sun if Sun's out, maybe. Mm. Um, yeah, team. maybe yeah. look at that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, the win to nil is an interesting one. I have to think a little bit more about that one. But if Uruguay are going to win, obviously it's favoured that they would win to nil, uh, considering both teams not to score. Um, but yeah, just goal lines sure. already so low too. I, I don't know what the odds are. I haven't looked at a, a money line and both to score no, but yeah. goal lines already so low, so that would point to it too. But yeah, I mean, it's just really not a game for me personally. I'm just not sure I trust, you know, some you know some of those Uruguayan defenders with they're playing a high line to be able to get back and you know if Sun's playing he's just so ruthless on the counter attack so you just you never know maybe it's just one to see if if Sun does play or not so we'll move on we're not really under unders like corners <laughs> with uh with Neil I think oh I yeah like sorry one. I forgot about because that one. Uh, because the other I mean. Valverde is a problem a little bit, I'd say, down the wing if he's playing right wing. But, like, Valverde and Nunez, but, like, Suarez, he's not going to get out towards that wing. And I don't think they're going to get many down the left there, uh, corners, like Uruguay. Because you're looking, basically, is Uruguay going to get a bunch of corners? Swang and Son could create a few. But, I mean, I tend to like that bet on the unders. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Let's lock that one in and then we'll move on, as I'll try for the the hundredth time here, move on to the the Portugal versus Ghana (laughs) game. We've got uh, Portugal here at 1.42. Ghana are at nines. The draws at 4.97. Asian handicap, 1.25. And the over-unders at two and a half. Uh, I I think, firstly, we've got to talk about this whole Ronaldo situation and how it could affect how it could affect Portugal because I liked Portugal at the start of the tournament If, if for those who, who looked at the outright preview. Um, and I said that my biggest concern is this whole Ronaldo thing. And, uh, yeah, it, it, I just – I kind of think here, like, Ghana at nine – Ghana are a good side. I know that they haven't – that they haven't, you know, performed well lately. But if you look at their side, they've got some, some quality in there. You've got Party arguably one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. Williams, AU, Lamptey, Salisu, coming up against a Portugal team that could potentially be heavily fractured, heavily fractured. And um, you just don't like the images you've got coming up, coming out of the Portugal camp. So do you have any, any feelings on this, Paul, at all that, you know, that potentially Portugal... I just wouldn't go anywhere near a 1.42 on Portugal. I don't care if they're playing, you know, the worst team in the World Cup. They're certainly not in this case. But, you know, you just, you just get worried that, that there could be some serious fractures in that camp. Yeah, I'd say it doesn't have – I mean, you can, you know, analyze that. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let Neil analyze the Ronaldo portion. Let's let's leave that for him. I'll, I'll take the odds. Uh, basically – what I see here is that uh, there's a half goals worth of money since Open that's come for Portugal. Um, but I, like you're saying, I, I similarly would not trust them at that, those prices, uh, Alex. Um, so I, I totally agree there. And uh, like like the Ghanaians, like you're saying, they are an athletic side. <sighs> Their coach for me is a little bit of a question mark too with the, some of the team selections. But th- they are an athletic side, and if they get all those guys out there, like – they're a feisty side, I'd say. Um, so if they can keep their heads and uh, be disciplined, um, then they could put up a they, they can put up a challenge. Like if I was looking to get into this game, I would not be looking to get in on the Portugal side. I'm not going to take a bet on anything on the over unders uh, 
or the handicaps here, like Asian lines, anything, any type of big markets. Uh, it's just not one for me. But if, if I was going to do anything, I'd like back the Ghanaians on the money line or first half money lines, very small, like just sprinkle it or something. Or, you know, I'd be on their side, though. I would not be on the, the Portugal side at these odds. They're just, I mean, for me, it's just, I'm not a huge Santos fan, eh? And then, uh, they're just they kind of to me they kind of embody him it's a very like laziest side which is crazy to say like i just when you have when you have some of the names that they have in their camp like you have like diaz Cancelo, bernardo down that one side like i really like that side but they just get a little complacent for me and um i, I do like a different angle though in here like i was saying about how athletic ghana is um, you know, Party, Amarty, Salisu forms the spine there. You got uh, Baba and probably Lamptey on the wings and uh, whoever they choose in the upper midfield, you know, Caduce, Sulimena, whoever they're going to choose in there. Um, but all these guys are feisty. And for that reason, I love the tackles, team total over tackles for Ghana at uh, 16 and a half at Bet365, also at uh, Bovada, uh, minus 115. And uh, I'm going to also ladder it on 365 for over 18 and a half at three and over 22 and a half at eight. You should put, uh, you know, some smaller stakes on. Um, alternatively, also, Boyles has, Boyle Sports has the main line at five over six. So it's a pretty widely available line. Uh, the last seven of 10 games for Ghana have uh, clicked this uh, 17 team total tackles. Can't remember. Let me look real quick whether I was looking at just not sure if i was looking at just uh yeah it's their it's their last seven to t- 10 all competitions have uh clicked that 17 line so i do really like the team totals for ghana there's a few guys in that portuguese side who like to dribble they i think we're getting the odds because they probably don't have you know there, there's only a decent amount of tackles in portugal's games overall on average i think the odds are based more probably on that average but like against this, the, the Ghanaian side tends to tackle a lot. And uh, especially against better sides, they tend to like better European sides. And this Portuguese side has a lot of guys that'll leave a dribble out there. Uh, you're thinking about maybe Leao. You're thinking about maybe Bernardo Fernandez. Uh, Cancelo has been known to leave a dribble. Nuno Mendes, if he's in on the left. So really could see a lot of these athletic Ghanaians sticking in a foot. And uh, love the over 16 and a half tackles at 1.9 there on bet365. Okay, awesome, mate. And Neil, you can answer my question then. How is this uh, Cristiano Ronaldo saga going to affect Portugal? Um, I suppose like anything in, in terms of, of, of betting, it's always good to take a contrarian position and think, you know, again, if, if, if something is in the public domain, if everyone's talking about it, if you know the whole world's going crazy about it um it's probably been an overreaction um i don't know if there's any um man united fans who are watching the stream or you know who uh, um used to watch man united back in the 90s um they used to have uh, two two you know great strikers teddy Sheringham and andy cole who absolutely hated each other didn't speak for i think i don't know a decade i don't think they maybe they've made it up now or maybe they haven't but you know they went years and years and years without talking to each other literally wouldn't say a word to each other they played in the same team they won the champions league they won a treble 
you know, they want everything left, right and centre. And, um, you know, it only actually came out sort of years after that, that it was the case. So I think people are reading a lot into this. I think, um, again, you know, all, all these players want to win for their country. Um, you know, no one's not going to pass to Ronaldo. Ronaldo might not pass to someone else. That's a different story. Um, but, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't read too much into it. You know, I've seen some of these videos that were kind of floating around and training. There was one, I think it was, it was uh, with Cancelo, but, you know, he was getting kind of heated after a challenge. But, that, you know, that, that's all kind of Ronaldo did was just kind of trying to calm him down. But if anyone's sort of been really wound up and one of your mates yeah. um, just try, you know, tells you to chill out, the last thing you want is someone telling you to chill out while you're all worked up. So I don't think that was anything to do with Ronaldo. I think um, Bruno Fernandes, to be honest, it's understandable. You know, he's probably fed up with all the attention and maybe a bit fed up with the sight of him. But I don't think this is coming down to out, outright hatred. You look at what he's done for his country. You look at everything um, he contributes to that team. And I, I don't see it. The problem I see is that, um, in the same way for for for, for Man U, he kind of um, restricts some of your attacking play. He does, you know, he's not able to press. Um, you know, he doesn't have the energy levels he did before. He's, you know, essentially kind of restricted in terms of the movement that he does have now, um, and and that's a problem because uh, you know Portugal can't actually shoehorn. Um, some of their best players into that team. I mean, I think actually once he goes, uh, is, you know, he's one of the greatest of all time. But but actually at this point in time, I think if, if he is to go, um, <clears throat> Portugal have a very strong team into the next Euros and a really really solid spine. So yeah, I, I don't see it. And if anything, you know, if the price has drifted because of it, um, I think there's kind of value added because I, th- I think. Um, they're still a very strong side, but I agree with everything um, Paul saying there. Um, you know, this could be another sort of, <laughs> this could be another nil-nil. You know what, just bad nil on everything tomorrow. It's just, you know, don't even bother watching. <laughs> everything's going to be nil-nil. Um, but yeah, I mean, some, something else, and I, I, I was looking into this, and, um, you know, I'm I, I'm struggling to find an angle in, because Ghana, um, you know, they, they're they're pretty poor looking at the stats. If you look at their recent form, the last 25 games, they average a goal a game. Considering who they're playing, some of the teams, you know, in, in, um, in AFCON, um, that, you know, that's not great. Uh, whereas, you know, Portugal are scoring kind of more than two a game. So would you take the over-unders? I don't know. You know, you, you, Portugal have form for this again, trying to break down that, that team. They're looking a bit disjointed. Um, <laughs> there have been a few people, I think, taking like a you know, Ronaldo to score a hat trick. Um, if you want a good bet to you know mug in your account and uh, keep you going for longer, maybe you could try that. Um, but but yeah, tough one for me to call. I think it could be another one of those to look monitor in play, you know, maybe a half time draw, full time Portugal. Maybe back, you know, goals in the second half. Maybe this is the game that we could see a red card potentially. I haven't actually looked into the referee for this game though, so I, you know, I can't say I've done the research before that. But um, again, you know, if the referee kind of stats look, look good for that, that might be another angle in. All right, mate. Yeah, it, <clears throat> I think it's an interesting take on the whole Ronaldo thing, and you are probably right that you know at the end of the day they're just going to go out there and play football. The only the only maybe time you could see it really boil over is Ghana got an early goal and they can't seem to break them down maybe and get that equaliser. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Ronaldo does something that 
just makes him look like a shit human being. I don't know. He doesn't look like the, the nicest guy in the world watching that interview. But I would say that <clears throat> it will be it will be interesting to see what a – like he's obviously, obviously had a terrible time at Manchester United this season and hated his time there. So it would be interesting to see, you know, in a different setup if a change in – you know, emotions, yeah, you know, being point. happier great if point. it could completely yeah. reverse his form. Because that was something he did say in the interview, even though I don't, you know, even though it was just a it was just a hard watch considering it was two of the worst human beings, you know, facing basically <laughs> just telling each other how good they are. Um, Isn't one of them an Arsenal fan? Oh, mate, he oh, <laughs> he's not a representation, let's just say. Um but I, I think I think it's interesting to see, like, if he is, you know, he should be happier in, under the, you know, playing for Portugal to see if there is a reverse in his form because I think that's probably something that's underlooked by a lot of people in any sport, really. If you're a, if you're a happy person, if you're uh, emotionally settled and having a good time, you're going to perform better. So because it's, oh, it's it's massive. Like yeah. he scored what 20, 20 odd goals last season for Manchester United, and this season, like he's 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 Literally employed. I don't know how many goals he's scored, but he's been he's been well below what he did last season. So it's been like a really quick decline. So maybe it is, you know, because he's just unhappy. But yeah, we'll, but uh, I think it's huge. Yeah, it's absolutely huge. Like um, you, you just see today, like Batshuayi um, again, you know, scored for for, for Belgium, and uh, you know, he looks like a world beater when he's playing for them. Um, you know, again, the likes of like David Healy for Northern Ireland was kind of scoring goals for fun against Italy and Spain and you know, big European teams and just kind of nothing on the club stage. So, totally different environment. It's kind of, you know, again, kind of revered by his country away from all of that. Um, yeah, absolutely. And and we all know he's a big game player. You know, he absolutely rises to the occasion. So, um, you know, why Neil, not in the last I... in the Euros? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, sorry to interrupt. I would say I, I, I like if you're going for like a mug bet on like the the first goal, uh, or I mean, uh, Ronaldo, like anytime goal scorer, like you. So, like if you're doing it live, maybe, or uh, even if you're doing it pregame, like if you're just looking for a mug bet, it may might might be worth adding like the seven point five for him to be booked. Um, yeah, just looking there on three six five, like espe especially if it's like later, like if you're looking at a live bet, like after halftime, and it's if it's like zero zero late, and like he, you know, and he's still on the pitch. I mean, he could always be subbed too, so you got to think about that. But um, that's you know just to juice the odds a bit if you're looking for something more recreational. I, I, I might add that in there. No, that's a great shout. I mean, he gets a surprising number of yellow cards. Uh, you know, something I didn't know kind of earlier, uh, you know, this year, but looking at his career stats, at least for his clubs, um, you know, he, he does pick them up. So, yeah, no, I think that's a great shout. All right, good stuff. Well, he's looking for a club. He needs to sign with someone, and he obviously does still have a desire to play in the Champions League. So I would assume he's going to be determined as ever. You know, I'm sure he's, sure he's determined a lot of the time. But, um, yeah. You would think he's going to be fired up and ready to prove everyone wrong after copying a, a lot of probably you know disdain in the media lately. Um, and he's looking for a new club. He wants to stay in the Champions League and play Champions League football. So yeah, wouldn't be surprised to see him get on the score sheet tomorrow. Let's look at the final game of the opening group games. The favourites, Brazil, going up against Serbia. 
Brazil at 1.48, the draw 4.7, Serbia at 7.2, the Asian handicap is at one and a quarter goals, and the over-under at 2.75. This looks like it could be quite an entertaining game, potentially on the horizon here. You've got Brazil, who have the most ridiculous front line in terms of who's not going to be in the starting team you've ever seen in any tournament, I think going up against uh, yeah Serbia, who who love to score and they love to concede goals. So I quite like Brazil in this one. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that they're as high as 1.48. I thought they would be a little bit lower, maybe around the 1.35, 1.4 mark. Maybe we'll see some more money for them before game time, but they're a class side and maybe... Maybe people got a little bit scared with the other favourites, Argentina, getting knocked off and, and, and this has gone out a little bit. But I think tactically and the way this game could be set up for them, it looks to me like a game where it really could favour Brazil. I mean, they, they can obviously score goals and Serbia ship them all the time and, and they're pretty solid at the back too, Brazil. So anyway, that's my opinion. What about you, Neil? Yeah, um, <coughs> I think, yeah, the odds are kind of a, a, a tad generous, but at the same time, um, you know, Serbia are a dangerous side. Um, you know, they do have a lot of quality in there. They've got you know, fantastic quality up front themselves, not on uh, Brazil's level, but absolutely enough to kind of compete against, you know, on their day against anyone, um, you know, with, with Madrid and, and, and Vlavic. Uh, and a good spine too, and um, yeah, it could it could be a goal fest. I think if there's an early goal, kind of the game explodes into life. Um, you know, this could be one again. I mean, the, I was looking at cards for this, but I think the line's a little bit high for my liking. Um, one thing I, I was also looking at um, again for Neymar to get this because he's actually kind of deployed by Tite a little bit further back um you know than he would be for PSG. So he's actually kind of I suppose you call him like the most advanced um attacking midfielder trick artist, I don't know what you'd 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 call it, but he's kind of sits slightly behind. So um you know you might be wanting to to, to look at if if, if um, I, I'm not sure if Richardson starts the game. Uh, um uh as well potentially um you know those look the last this year seems to be um, you know the one who's left on the bench, which is incredible. Talent, that's the strength and depth that they. Um, so yeah, so I would perhaps maybe look away from Neymar to to, to be top scorer, but then in the system market, which you know he, he does rack up quite a few. He's in his sort of double digits in, in sort of recent recent games. Um, the odds don't look too appealing for that. Um, but <laughs> absolutely want to want to play. I think. Um, you know, there's potential. I think if, if Brazil get one early, they can kind of run away with it. This could be, um, I'm not going to say at the level of like kind of England and Iran, but, um, but you know, again, they, they, they could score a few. I think they could just really cause a lot of problems and then they kind of bang up for it. Um, I think, yeah, it, it, it's going to be an interesting game. I think of the four games tomorrow, um, you know, this will be the one I'm looking forward to watching. Yeah, I, I've actually already had a bet in this game. I've bet Brazil and over one and a half goals at uh, at 1.8, which That's basically because yeah, I, I, I thought that I thought that Brazil were 
could go a little bit shorter, like I said before, maybe down towards that 1.4 mark. And then you're basically just taking out the 1-0 for Brazil, which I think would be, I, just, I think that's pretty unlikely given that, you know, Serbia are very attack-orientated and if they go a goal down against Brazil, don't think they're going to sit back and uh, and defend that 1-0. They're going to try and try their hardest to score another goal and with the, the, the quality that Brazil are, uh, that they have, I, I could see them easily, yeah, scoring two. I, I really see Brazil scoring two or three in this game. Serbia maybe scoring one themselves. I, I saw uh, match result in both teams to score at 3.3 here for Brazil. So I wouldn't even put people off that considering the class that Serbia mm. have. They always score goals no matter what game. So, um, so yeah, that's another one I like too. Any thoughts on this one for you, Paul? Yeah, so on, uh, I I kind of like like I kind of tend to see the game the same way you guys do. Uh, some goals probably, and probably the Brazilians end up coming on top out on top. I mean, I wouldn't put you off like that Brazil and over one and a half that you're saying there, Alex. Uh, but I'm gonna have a different bet, and uh, just like you said, I think the Serbians could probably get one. Um, but their back their back line is atrocious, and uh, I see Richarlison and Rafinha and. If he's in there and Vinny, if he's in there and behind all day long, um, uh, so so basically like th- three of the twelve games that we've had so far in the World Cup have had at least four goals, like you know, kind of like a basketball match type score, and actually only two of the games have landed on three. So you've basically been getting a basketball match or like one of these dread nil nillers, you know, uh, like we got there on Morocco Croatia with the draw today. Um, I, I mean, minus one seems to be okay to me for the match odds. They've been pretty like static, uh, you know, you know, so, so I think it's somewhat efficient, the match odds, but like, if you're going to double like Brazil and the goals, like, I think you're getting value in the goals anyways. So like, I, I trust the Brazilians enough to throw them in there. So like, I wouldn't put anybody off that, but yeah, I'd be taking, like, I'd be splitting my stake between over 2.75 goals at 1.95 on pinnacle and the over 3.75 at uh, 3.5 right now on Pinnacle. Uh, so, uh, you, you know, like like I said, for those reasons, uh, like where it's either a basketball match or not, I kind of like splitting my stake on the higher odds um, so that I can get a, get, get a little more out, you know, if, if, if it does tend to be one of those basketball matches. And if you just kind of read the attacking talent on the pitch, Mitrovic, Kostic, Tadic, Vlahovic, Potentially Mitrovic if he's if he's not sick or hurt or whatever. Uh, 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 Malinkovic, Savage, Neymar, Vinicius, potentially, uh, potentially Hafinha, potentially Richarlison, and like you said with the Brazilians, it doesn't matter if you need those wingers off the bench because they're all amazing anyways. Rodrigo, all yeah. those young guys. So uh, it, it doesn't really matter to me the Brazilian uh, uh, composition or anything like that. I'm happy to take a bet, and TT's got Chite's got a pretty settled kind of formation anyways. So I'm happy to take the Brazilians. Um, four of Serbia's last seven, um, from the summer on have hit four goals, uh, and five of Brazil's last seven, uh, in that same time, time frame have clicked the four goals. Um, so you're really getting pretty incredible hit rates for that, uh, 3.5 payout on the over 3.75. And if they just hit four, then you get in the half payout too. So I, I really do like that. Uh, over 3.75 there. And then and then if you just take a look at the player props here, I've got a widely available one also here. 
and getting the best price on the main line at Bovada for match tackles in, in, in this Brazil-Serbia game. The match tackles uh, over 31.5 is at 1.86 at Bovada. Um, I like that down to like, you know, 1.68 on the main line there. Alternatively, you could take Boyles at over 32.5 at evens, or you could take Bet365 on the main line at over 31.5 at 1.83. And while you're at bet six three three six five, I would ladder those also. So you're looking at thirty over thirty four and a half at two point seven five, and over forty and a half at eight. The Brazilians have a you know a pretty high dispossession rate mostly in all their games because they all try dribbles. You're looking at Neymar, Richarlison, Vinicius racking them up. Hafinha can rack them up if if he's uh if he's not lazy on his day, but Vinicius always racks him up. Neymar always racks him up. Also, you're looking at those wingers can get the tackles themselves, which is a pretty pretty amazing phenomenon. You don't usually see teams that are will be the dominant team like Brazil will be in this game. They don't have as much possession as you'd maybe think they would, but they're so direct. That's why. And uh, those guys just all, all, all dribblers all day long. Uh, at that Serbian back line. So you don't want cards, really, because then the guys get a little cautious or something. So you're looking for no cards. That'd be the trip up here, I'd say, in this bet. Uh, on the Serbian side, really, if you if they a couple again get cards early, that'd be no good for this bet. But I, I really love this line. You, you got Brazil, who's in friendlies, hit 29 against Tunisia. That's a little bit – that's short, but it, it's a Tunisian side – who's not going to be runners, not going to be run, racking up a ton of tackles. And it's in a friendly. And still, that game got 29. Um, and we only need three more than that. And then Ghana recently, uh, the Brazilians got, it was 46 tackles in that game. Uh, so this line's clicked in 10 of the, the main line in 10 of the last 13 non-friendly. So 10 of, the, 10 of the last 13 competitive games for Brazil in all but one of their games in Copa America. So you can kind of translate that tournament setting where they're going to get a lot more tackles uh, and stick their foot in a lot more, more effort, more controlled effort uh, in a tournament setting than um, in a in a different setting. So it's really good news that they only lost uh, this bet once on the main line in Copa America. And uh, the Serbian side is probably why you're getting the odds for a uh, you know uh, above to average tackles game here uh, at you know in the 30s is above to average for a game. So you're probably getting those odds. You're thinking, oh, why are you getting those odds if the Brazilians get tackles and are tackled well it's probably because the serbians they have a pretty less probably a little bit less than average um tackle tackle rate or uh dispossessed rate excuse me not tackle rate but their tackle rate is pretty average so i'd say you're getting the odds because of them but also it's just way too much value not to take because uh the brazilians the game states just always tend to lead to tackles so love the overs goals here should see a lot of action on the tackles and uh, hopefully not too many cars there. But, I mean, there, there definitely could be a few. But the, the tackles, I just don't see it missing regardless. Like I said, 10 of the last 13 Brazilian competitive matches. So it's over 31.5 at 1.86. All right, mate. Great stuff. I look, I look forward to watching that game. It should be fun, especially if it's tight late on and Brazil have to bring on some of their uh, their attacking talent up front. It'll just be ridiculous to see. You know, if the likes of uh, Vinicius Jr. doesn't start, Martinelli, Gabriel Jesus, like it's 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 questionable as to why the likes of Rafinha and Richarlison start when you've got just some of those guys on the bench. Obviously, it's worked for them in the past, but it'll it'll be uh, like Firmino. Arsenal bias. Stop the Arsenal. Clear, clear Arsenal bias there, mate. 
start the Irishman, mate. <laughs> hey, mate, the proof is in the pudding. Top of the league, five points clear against the greatest side of all time, Manchester City. Anything else, fellas? Yeah, that's that's Thanks. what I he thought. Stun- stun- that's stun- what stun- I into silence. <laughs> Say anything and he won't invite us back. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal podcast live at 9pm tomorrow night. <laughs> We're talking about how good we are. Anyway, best bets for tomorrow, fellas. I'm going to lock in mine nice and early here. Brazil over one and a half goals at 1.8 at Bet365. Hopefully, you can still get that. I did bet that a day ago, so I'm not sure if you can get that, but I think uh, I'd take that down to maybe 1.75. I'd be happy to take. Um, yourself, Neil? Uh, I'm going to go with Switzerland. To, uh, Switzerland on the corner handicap. Um, gets Cameroon. Yeah. Uh, I really like that. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff, mate. And Paul, mate. Yeah, I'll go with uh, I'll, like like I did last time. I'll give out the 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 liquid market bet for the best bet. I'd say I'd do. Uh, oh, I'll go with the risky over three point seven five still Serbia goals and uh, at uh, three point five. And I'll also go with the tackles in that game for the heavy, you know, heaviest bet, best bet. All right, good stuff. There's some exciting games tomorrow. You. You, surely we're going to get some goals in this Brazil-Serbia match at least, but there's some other great sides that can score goals, you know, Uruguay and the like. So let's uh, let's pray for goals tomorrow in their last, <clears throat> sorry, last round of group games. But we will be back tomorrow. I believe we have George Gamble on tomorrow and the, uh, the debut of Tony Alvarez being back on the show, which will be fun. He's actually in Qatar uh, for the World Cup, so it'll be get some insight from him as to how that's all playing out over there. He looks like he's had some interesting issues with his accommodation too. So we'll get all the, get all the gossip straight from guitar tomorrow. Um, so yeah, be back tomorrow, 9 PM UK time, 10 PM CET. You can find this gentleman on Twitter at fainting the line for Paul and at my better life on Twitter for Neil. Both got their own respective channels. You can subscribe to there, which are full of, all these great uh, bets that they're giving out. And, of course, you'll get them a little bit earlier than uh, than on the podcast, so you won't miss out on any of these lines. Um, but other than that, thanks for listening, everyone. Please make sure you give our podcast a quick rate and review if it's your first time on and subscribe to us wherever you are listening. And if you're looking to implement some of the strategies we talk about on the podcast every day, more so the value betting ones, please make sure you start a free week trial of TradeMate Sports and start your value betting journey. Thank you once again, fellas, and uh, enjoy enjoy Thanksgiving, I believe it is for you, Paul. You've got a big weekend coming up. Yep, 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 family all, all day tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, man, the, re- the rest is needed. The rest is needed for sure, yeah. Yeah, will, will I get any rest? That's a real question, yeah. Good stuff, mate. All right, enjoy the weekend, fellas. We'll catch you next week.